Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pat Price Tech Talk Training Room. Today is November 30th, 2020. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Tech Talk. And in just a moment, we'll discover all about the WeWalk cane. But before we do that, with a special message, here is Bob Acosta. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I must say that uh, we go a long way back with Tech Talk. Uh, I got into this business in 2005 with a old-time radio and other uh, things, symposium, 32 hours, and Larry remembers that. And I discovered my dear friend, Pat Price, the great founder of Accessible World. And in 06, in May of 06, she said, let's get a technology um, you know, program, and we'll call it Tech Talk. I said, T-E-C-H is no T-E-K, and we were on our way. So with that in mind, I would like to read an announcement to you, if I may. My dear friends, first, I hope that all of you have had a very gratifying Thanksgiving. The team operating Accessible World and Radio Out of the Past stands ready to serve you into the distant future. However, the time has come for me to step back and pass the torch of leadership to two great guys and the great executive council that we have, including Myrna, who's always there for us. Our leaders will be in the future, starting January 1, but probably earlier. They will be Larry Gassman and Alan Lemley. I have been honored to serve blind and visually impaired persons and causes for over 60 years. This has been the greatest joy of my life. But a truly unselfish leader must know when to step back. At present, we are helped by an executive council composed of committed people who want our websites and our services to continue. Over the days and months, you will be hearing from Alan and Larry about new and innovative ideas. So although I shall continue to raise funds to carry on with our services, I plan to enjoy a happy life into the future. Ruth Ann and I want to live our own lives and continue to enjoy over 50 years of marriage. Thank you so much for all of your assistance to me. If you care to make a monetary donation to Helping Hands for the Blind, which is a sponsoring not-for-profit organization, please go to www.helpinghands4theblind.net and find the PayPal link. Thank you, and God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. And uh, Bob will still be with us. He'll be uh, doing a lot of fundraising. He'll also, I'm sure, for the first few months, be answering questions like, what happens when this happens, Bob? So there is a transition period that we've already begun to talk about over the last couple of months, and it will continue. But, Bob, thanks for all your wonderful years of service and a dedicated service because it has been incredible what this particular group of people and these two websites have actually done over the many, many years. And uh, I'm delighted to be a part of it, delighted to have been asked. And I know I speak for Alan when I hope, uh, when I say that I hope we can continue the fine work that has been done through Accessible World and Radio Out of the Past. And it's not going to change drastically, we don't think. Uh, Alan will be doing mostly uh, work with all of the book groups, etc., and I'll be in charge of Radio Out of the Past and Tech Talk. And um, this should be fun. It should be enjoyable. And by uh, mostly, it's going to take some of the burden off of Bob and allow him to do things that he really wants to do. And so we will continue in that vein. And it will continue to to take place as we continue on through the year 2021 and on. So thank you very much, Bob. So we're going to talk about WeWalk tonight, and originally we wanted the people who have invented this fine product here, but the founder is in Turkey, and the person who eventually was going to speak to us is in London. 
so they couldn't be here because it's uh, early, early Tuesday morning in both of those places. And then John did the interview. Now, John's hours changed because Disney has changed and they're offering shorter hours to their employees. So he's still working. So he recorded something and um, we will play that now. And I don't know what will happen when it comes time for Q&A. We'll see. But I have a feeling he'll still be working. In any event, let me um, click on the recording and we will go from there. This is John Gassman and we walk. John Gassman here on Tech Talk. And this evening we're going to talk about a revolutionary cane. If you look at it in terms of the length and time that canes have been around, uh, you've seen one cane. You, no, you use one cane, you've used them all. But that's not necessarily true in this case because the WeWalk cane is really something completely different. And John Mark, who is the head of development for WeWalk, is here with me this evening to talk about the WeWalk cane. Welcome to Tech Talk. Thanks for the introduction, John. It really is fantastic to be here. Um, and yes, indeed. So we all have used uh, different canes, but if you've used one, you've used them all. Um, and actually with WeWalk, um, let's just straight up start off from the bat to say that um, WeWalk itself isn't trying to change what the basic cane does. You know, we're all about maintaining, um, you know, that exact same usability sort of it's there when you need it. It's giving you ground level obstacle detection. It's a symbol of our independence. I'm visually impaired myself, a long cane user by night. So, you know, I know what the cane means to us. But think of WeWalk as this sort of um, additional friend that you attach to your cane that is there when you need it. But when you don't need it, your cane is just still a cane, basically. Now, WeWalk as a company has not been around that long. WeWalk is a, I mean, we're still a startup. We're growing out, we're scaling up, but... Um, the, the conceptualization of WeWalk really came in 2017 um, from a group of young entrepreneurs at the Young Guru Academy um, based in Turkey. And sort of the idea, um, you know, started out as a passion project, a social tech for good project. And now it's turned into an organization, you know, it's turned out um, to a come to market product. Um, and yeah, WeWalk is growing. Um, our team is growing. Um, we, we definitely want to make sure that we, we have this vision for WeWalk, actually, to make it this personal hub for our visually impaired community. Um, and the only way to do that, obviously, is getting a great team together, you know, turning this, you know, initially this dream, this idea of visually impaired independence into a real organization. Now, was the WeWalk cane the reason for the starting of the company itself? Oh, indeed. So the WeWalk organization, I mean, our company is called WeWalk Technology, uh, it is all built around WeWalk, indeed. So... It is, it is um, yeah, our baby. At this point, we should talk a little bit about the cane. I mean, everybody knows what a white cane is, and they probably used it. Uh, but why is this a different cane? And, and let's just talk about the cane in, in, in general. It literally replaces the handle of your standard cane, that rubber grip. We've just chopped it off. We've pulled the string through a special adapter, and we supply two in the box. So you can use the built-in, you can use the cane which we provide in the box, as well as, you know, any of your standard canes. We ship with an Ambutech cane, by the way, an Ambutech graphite cane. Uh, so once you replace the handle of your cane, all the tech is built into the handle. So the shaft of the cane stays the same. The tip at the end stays the same. And you can change that, you know, it's just a standard hook-on tip. You can use a marshmallow tip, a roller tip, pencil tip, whatever you want. But the idea is WeWalk has got obstacle detection first and foremost. That's an ultrasonic sensor at the very front that warns you of low-hanging obstacles like tree branches, signposts, via vibrations. But the cool part is when you actually connect the WeWalk to your smartphone. So we've built the WeWalk smartphone app for iOS and Android from scratch. It essentially connects and talks to WeWalk via Bluetooth. And WeWalk has a built-in touchpad, microphone, speaker, as well as a gyroscope, accelerometer, and compass. And that basically allows you to control the app. It allows you to control our navigation, which we've built from the ground up. So we're using um, you know, Google services in our app, but everything is done in-app. You know, we use also Microsoft Azure for our public transit services, which you can access via WeWalk, find out when your bus is coming, you know, where your nearest bus stop is. All our nearby places feature, which actually tells you what's around you as you walk past it, or allows you to see a list of nearby locations. And that's powered by, you know, the same backend, Microsoft Azure, as MoveIt, um, which is really, really cool. So we've collected all these services into one app that you can use from your smartphone, or that you can control via WeWalk's touchpad, or by using voice, using WeWalk's built-in sound. So an example is, hey, we walk, take me to Starbucks. You could just do that. You don't have to pull out your phone. You're just walking around with your cane. 
And that really is one of our biggest design decisions. You know, um, holding a phone in one hand, trying to navigate a fundamentally inaccessible interface, you know, jumping between different apps while also holding your cane in the other hand, you know, that's that's quite dangerous, actually. And, and one of our favorite stories is our, our one of our co-founders, Kershat, and our CPO. I mean, he walked into, uh, you know, he has scars in his head from colliding into an obstacle whilst holding his cane and his smartphone. So by eliminating that, sort of bringing everything to the cane, you know, to a device which is in your hand naturally and controlling everything from there, you know, that's really an accessibility and ease of use benefit. And GPS is a relatively new feature on, on WeWalk, as I, as I remember from recent newsletters. So the actual GPS isn't built into WeWalk. It's actually built into the smartphone. Okay. So we're using the smartphone's GNSS. But you are right in the sense that we have a built-in compass into WeWalk, and we keep improving that. Uh, so we've just, yep, you're right about the newsletter. We've just put out a firmware update, actually, um, that improves WeWalk's positioning using its built-in compass. And because we're also so software-based, it's really easy for us you know, to put out these quick software updates, be it minor bug fixes or a complete design overhaul, really. Uh, That actually sort of takes me back to the previous question about sort of why is WeWalk different? Why is it special? Well, it's because the WeWalk, which we know today, is actually so different than the WeWalk that we knew four or five months ago because we can do so much through software. You know, we've completely overhauled the app. You know, we've got a whole new navigation interface in, on board with clock directions, destination tracking, um, dual navigational instructions, low vision mapping. And by the way, the app is free to download. Like we actually consider our mobile app a public service. You know, we want our users to download the app, you know, even if they don't have a WeWalk. And of course, when, you know, when, when you go, oh, okay, we love the app. We want to, what's the next step up? Then sure, you can try out the WeWalk, but, but we just want to get visually impaired people out there. You know, again, like I said, being a WeWalk user myself, someone that's visually impaired myself, um, the, the app is indispensable. You know, we've built it for our own personal use, really. And that app is available in the App Store for iOS and in the Play Store for Android. So, do they work the exact same way, or, or are there some features in in the iPhone app that are not yet in the Android? So on the whole, they work practically the same way. Of course, there are like ever so slight deviations. So some updates might come a day or two or a week later uh, for each platform. Uh, Just because, again, sort of we're a smallish team. So our developers are working around the clock to fix certain bugs. So we just want to get our apps out there as quickly as possible. But on the whole, um, 99, 98% the same. What percentage of the company is made up of blind people versus sighted people? Uh, So I would say that the majority is still normally sighted. Um, but we do have visually impaired colleagues. So four of us work together, uh, me, myself, uh, me, myself. <laughs> There's like two people, no, one person, sorry. So me, Kershat, um, Atikan, and Batuan, one of our um, you know, great supporters at WeWalk. Um, yeah, so we have, those guys are in-house, but we also have a lot of sort of experience with working with visually impaired organizations who provide us with a lot of their insights. Uh, so, for instance, uh, a special shout out to Sakib Sheikh from Seeing AI, uh, you know, or um, Dr. Sanjay Batra from Google. You know, they're one of our they're, they're our advisory board members. You know, they they are always with us um, when we have sort of big product discussions. Um, you know, great supporters of ours, and when we love them very deeply. But th- this is a sort of expertise and public engagement um, that we get at WeWalk. It's not just about what's in house. It really is about engaging with our communities. And speaking of engagement, actually. Uh, now that I'm here, you know, if any users want to just drop us any lines or questions, just to discuss visual impairment, you know, we're all about public engagement. We're all about sort of talking uh, to people, seeing what they need, seeing what they want. You know, even if you don't have a WeWalk, um, you know, we're, we, I mean, look, so I have, I'm partially sighted. Kershat is totally blind. Uh, you know, already that's two different perspectives, but there are thousands and thousands of different perspectives out there you know, with AMD, glaucoma, retinitis pigmentosa, you know, anything. Everyone's going to have their own story, their own abilities. So um, we're totally open to people just sort of dropping us a line, getting in touch with us and telling us, you know, what they'd like, basically. I want to talk a little bit about how the cane works in conjunction with the smartphone and, and have not having not had a chance to, to work with both of them together if I'm leaving my house and I need to go somewhere, wherever that turns out to be, I have the, the cane with me in one hand, and I have my smartphone with me, which in my case is an iPhone. Uh, 
So I'm assuming what I need the the WeWalk app open along with the cane in order to make them work together. So you need the app running in the background, but you don't have to have it like open on your home screen. So the idea mm. of WeWalk is you would you'd have to you know when you first turn it on, um, sort of for the day, you'd have to open up the WeWalk app, open up your smart cane, hit the connect button, and it'll connect. But then once that initial connection happens, even if you turn off WeWalk and turn it back on, it will reconnect. Um, and so the idea is you would just forget about it. You can put the app back to the home screen, put your phone in your pocket, and WeWalk was just on and available, basically. And so, yeah, it, it's it's a mixture. So we really operate on how you want to use WeWalk. So say, for instance, um, you are out on the street and you, are, you want to get to a bus stop um, or you're almost already at that stop. You want to figure out what bus is coming. You can, you can, you know, you know the bus is coming soon. You don't want to take out your phone, sort of go through Google Maps and all that. You would double tap WeWalk's touchpad. That'll open up our voice menu. You would swipe left or right, so it'll go navigation, sound level, obstacle detection, until you get to nearby stops. You double tap that. Then you'd find out stops nearby you, and then you can swipe between each one. When you double tap the stop that you'd like, you can then swipe to tap. Um, to go to that stop, or you can double tap to find out which buses are coming to that stop. So this whole process is done via voice feedback from WeWalk's built-in speakers or through a pair of earbuds. You know, you can use both, completely up to you. Uh, While not having to take out your phone whilst using WeWalk. Same as if you're sort of nearby your house, you're walking down the street, you don't want to take out WeWalk to navigate back home, you've got your home saved as one of your saved locations. You just double tap on WeWalk's touchpad It'll open up navigation, double tap that, um, and you'll have sort of a list of your saved locations that you can then just double tap to go there. So home, work, for instance, you can save as many locations as you'd like. Say you're lost um, or you're waiting for a friend um, and you want a sort of a quick idea of where you're at, same thing, just double tap that touchpad, bring up navigation, swipe until you hear, where am I? You can do that. And thing is... um, like I said, our use cases are all completely different. So for someone like me, I don't use WeWalk indoors. I just use it at night because I have night blindness, Leber's congenital amaurosis. Um, whereas some of our users, for instance, want obstacle detection all the time. Some of our users want different lengths of obstacle detection. Some of our users don't even want obstacle detection, but they want to use navigation. So each of these features can be turned off individually, again, using the voice menu or just taking out your smartphone and turning off or customizing each of those features, like changing the distance of obstacle detection. So it's totally flexible how you'd like to use it. Does Vicane have its own voices built in or are they taken from the app? How does all of that work? We will use a combination um, of text-to-speech and pre-recorded files. So our voice menu, uh, for instance, sends sound files from the smartphone to the WeWalk cane. But things like navigation, for instance, uh, are done using your phone's built-in text-to-speech. Uh, so it's again, it's quite um, the benefit of that being it can be language agnostic. So when we need to create a new language for WeWalk, it's very possible for us to just do it all in house and create a whole new language pack. And we've got loads of supported languages so far. You know, we have French, um, Arabic, Portuguese. You know, it's it's we're always growing the language pack. But yeah, it's a combination. Now all of that electronics is built into the handle of the cane. So the handle is a little bit larger than you would find on a regular white cane. Have have people had to get used to the way that that feels? Because it's it, it does make the handle a bit heavier than you normally would be used to. Yep, no, you're 100% right on that. So the handle is slightly heavier. Uh, we've tried to maintain the same sort of grip. So you're still using your index finger grip with sort of a handshake around the, the sort of the upper end of the cane. But of course, it is it is bigger, and we do recommend that people do try out their WeWalk, and we're very flexible with making sure that you know WeWalk works for you. Unfortunately, right now, the actual handle itself comes in one size. Uh, we've tried to mitigate you know usability and user customizability by providing different options for the length of shaft that we ship you. So you can get an Ambutech cane, all all Ambutech graphite canes. You can them you can get them in fifty four inches, fifty eight inches. We can help you sort of get other sizes as well. But, ha- but that handle is one size. And so once you do purchase a WeWalk, uh, you know, we're, you're usually with us, uh, well, we're usually with you on the phone within a week. So we would call you to run our user induction session. It's about a one hour long session. Um, but we basically, we, we talk you through all the features and we make sure that you're grip and that you're getting used to it fine. 
it takes about I'd say two two weeks to really adjust to the handle size. Um, but but you know if at that time you still feel that the handle size isn't working for you, you know then then we're very flexible in arranging returns and just making sure that our customers are happy because you know we realize the cane is such a personal device. You know it, it's a device you're going to be using every day. It's got to be good, right? You can't be sort of compromising yourself on a day-to-day basis. Uh, so yeah, we, we'd say for the majority of cases, it's great. If you have extremely small hands uh, or for young children, then you know we walk. We'll just straight up say it: definitely try before you buy. But um, in any case, um, we're totally happy for you to to try it out and make sure it's the right fit. Now, how collapsible then is the cane if you have the the larger handle? So it still folds up. So the actual handle itself um, still collapses. It's not like attached permanently by any means to, to the to the to the top of the cane. So you can easily unscrew it if you'd like to. And even if it's still screwed in, it still collapses. Granted, it is a bit bigger than a standard cane once collapsed. Uh, but we provide a, um, a little carrying bag for it in the box, as well as a, um, a wrist strap which attaches on top, which you can then use to sort of quickly um, wrap around it. But yeah, it's still foldable, still still very, you know, it's not a fixed, rigid cane by any means. We got a question from uh, someone who is curious about the fact that with all the electronics in that handle, uh, does the cane operate properly in rainy weather? So that's a bit of a yes and a no. So if you're outdoors and it's drizzling, um, you'll be fine. Uh, but if you're outdoors and it's pouring down with the rain, uh, you know, WeWalk is not waterproof. It's water resistant, so in light, sort of in light droplets and all that. But yeah, and in heavy rain, uh, the ultrasonic sensor, number one, ultrasound and rain on the sensor don't mesh very well. Uh, plus, it's not a completely sealed design. Uh, we have tried to mitigate this, actually. So for rainy countries, we can provide a sort of um, a nice sleeve, actually, a waterproof sleeve uh, that you can put on top of your WeWalk. And then you can just continue to use it as a normal cane. Uh, but yeah, we wouldn't recommend using it and using all the electronics when it's uncovered and um, outdoors. But then again, it's one of those things where because we've designed WeWalk to just be a cane, um, it's like, well, in rainy weather, it just becomes a standard cane, you know? Now, how about battery life on the cane? So it's about six hours with everything turned on. So ultrasonics detection, navigation, and all that. Uh, it completely varies between user in that case. So for me, because I use mine much more sporadically and only at night in unfamiliar journeys. You know, I'd get something like three weeks out of it, sometimes even four. For power users that are always exploring, trying new places, using it day and night, uh, you can get a few days to a week. Um, So again, it varies, but it'll get you through a day, basically. Guide dogs have been great icebreakers in public settings. Has anybody said, hey, that's a... That's an unusual cane you've got there. Is, is the handle noticeable to the point where people are curious as to what it does and what, what it's all about? Okay, so WeWalk is definitely not as cute as a guide dog. No, but <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to clean up after it, though, so that's... Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, you know, plus and minuses, plus and minuses. Um, yeah, I would say so, but it definitely is people that are in the know. So if I'm just walking down the street and there's a normally sighted person, um, you know, yeah, I've never really had a normally sighted person come up and go, wow, that's such a cool cane. Um, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of wish they would, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I can imagine for someone normally sighted, already you have so many questions coming up to a visually impaired person. You're much more concerned about their safety and getting onto the right train, for instance, than commenting on their cane. Um, which, again, I, I wish wasn't a social stigma. I wish people were just more open about sort of discussing visual impairment and all that. But within the visually impaired community, um, sort of when we have little demo sessions or we're at, you know, back in the day before COVID when we had um, sort of in-person demos um, or when we were doing our public engagements or when we were at, um, you know, trade shows, uh, when people congregate and, and try out different devices. And there is a lot of excitement from the visually impaired community. They're like, oh, is that the new WeWalk? And I have to say... um, bit of a cheesy thing to say but i just it makes us so unbelievably happy like when we just get someone that comes up to us and says can i try the we walk i've heard about this like seriously i I cannot begin to tell you how much it fills our hearts with happiness and joy Um, you know that people have actually taken notice of the product they've kind of joined along with our mission 
Um, and, you know, sometimes people try it and they go, hey, this is a great idea. Sometimes people will try it and go, sorry, the handle might not be you know, the perfect size for me. But in either way, just the fact that people have tried to engage with us, the fact that they've, they've seen what we're trying to do with WeWalk and they've seen sort of our passion for it and, and you know, what we're trying to achieve here uh, really is um, super heartwarming. One question which, which comes to mind has to do with the balancing of listening to what you're hearing from the cane versus hearing the sounds around you as you normally would as you walk along. Do you get to the point where you just adapt to that and, and figure it out, or, or is there some a learning curve when you have that much more now to listen to? That's a really, really good question. And I have to say, we kind of fell into that trap um, almost a year ago now. So when we, when we put out the first version of WeWalk, you know, our audio wasn't very customizable. You sort of caught navigation, and that was it. Whereas we've realized, actually, sensory overload really is a thing. You don't want too little, and you don't want too much. So we've recently sort of rolled out this thing where you can control how often WeWalk notifies you of an obstacle uh, or how often it tells you about nearby places or how often your navigation gets repeated. So whilst there obviously is the initial learning curve of getting to grips with what all of the settings mean, how to access navigation, how to use your touchpad, um, in the end, we do allow the user some flexibility of controlling how much they actually hear. And really, there, there isn't that much. So if you think of it, you get vibrations from the ground, ground feedback, of course. Then you've got the vibrations from the obstacle detection sensor, and those are really centered around the buttons at the top of WeWalk. So you sort of know where to put your finger once you want to feel those vibrations. And then you've got sound for navigation. It's not like you get loads of different sounds at the same time. It's like WeWalk will only try to give you one sound. And then you can control where that comes from. So if you're the type of person that doesn't want sound at all, you can mute it. If you're the type of person that wants to hear sound through a headset, you can plug in a headset. It'll come through your headset. If you're the type of person that wants to hear it through WeWalk's own built-in speaker, if you're on a quiet street, for instance, you could totally do that. And if you don't want obstacle detection, but you just want navigation, you could do that as well. So we really have given our users flexibility based on what they want. Um, and if they don't want to hear too many things, we can totally do that. But that was a learning curve. That definitely mm-hmm. was something which um, we sort of had to go out there and then find out. About. Now, is WeWalk best used outdoors or now that we're beginning to hear more about indoor navigation with the beacons and with good maps, is, is it available or is it usable indoors at all? Hmm, that's a really, really good question. We have not rehearsed this, by the way. <laughs> this is on air, but this is such a relevant question and such a coincidental question because we've just kicked off a project uh, with Imperial College London and the Royal National Institute for Blind People here in the UK to make WeWalk an indoor-capable device for indoor navigation. It's an 18-month project funded by Innovate UK, our government funding agency, innovation funding agency here, um, because we realized that, hey, you know, Everything works fine outdoors. You've got your GPS outdoors. Your phone could do that. Your cane could do that. But once you go indoors, you're really at the mercy of how accessible the environment is, right? So how good the signage is, if there's any human support available, like staff at a tube station. But otherwise, you know, nothing can really help you, (laughs) not even your phone, unless you're using something like Seeing AI and using that to read signage. So it can be very daunting. So that's why we have that project. It's an 18-month project, so we've just started it. There's still a long journey ahead. But for now, WeWalk is a majority outdoor device. So navigation, um, nearby stops and all that. Yes, you can start it indoors and you can plan your journey if you'd like, um, but we envision it to be used outdoors. Uh, it can be used indoors for obstacle detection. I mean, you can use um, you, know, you can use it to detect doorways, elevators, for instance, and you can set the obstacle detection to the lowest level, which is what we would recommend doing indoors anyway, so it doesn't bounce off like the ceilings and everything. Uh, but obviously, you can't get navigation indoors. You know, we don't have any beacons that work with WeWalk yet, if that makes sense. But watch this space, basically. Definitely, we're definitely aiming to make it a whole sort of outdoor, indoor device. Now, do you expect to be able to take advantage of LiDAR with uh, the iPhone 12 and, and WeWalk? That's, again, a very, very good question. So we're a completely um, open book with this, as I said, because so much of what we do is actually driven by software, you know, because... Uh, you know, we can make integrations um, into our smartphones, sort of bring in new APIs. Um, it could be, you know, we're thinking maybe maybe we can use WeWalk, we can use the uh, camera built into your smartphone, you know, to scan QR codes and then read them out to WeWalk. Loads of things that could be done with software. 
So um, the short the, the, the short answer is yes, we're always looking at ways to innovate. The longer answer is, again, it depends on our roadmap. We don't want to overpromise. We want to make sure that we're only delivering the right features at the right time. But it is on it's on our sort of it's in our attention, if that makes sense. Now I know that Microsoft has a partnership with WeWalk. Talk a little bit about that, please. Sure. So this is um, really, really super exciting, and the visually impaired geek inside me, um, yeah, I get way too excited talking about this. <laughs> so we have been working with Microsoft uh, since February of 2019. Now it's been a really long journey with them. We were part of the AI for access, well, AI for good cohort, specifically AI for accessibility. Um, and we that was a great program sort of taught us what Microsoft services are available and how we can use AI and machine learning in WeWalk. It helped us craft our machine learning roadmap. Fast forward a year later, um, and we got accepted for an AI for accessibility grant from Microsoft. So a funded project that lasts one year that we started in June. And the idea is, is that we want to use WeWalk's built-in sensors, the gyroscope and the compass and the accelerometer, as well as the phone's built-in data services, to create a human behavior model of the visually impaired user. Now, this is obviously, you know, we won't track our users. This is only if users opt into it. I think of it like Fitbit for visually impaired people. You know how you can get like step tracking and you can find out about your workouts and your distance traveled. Well, we can take it a step further here and we can actually use AI to look at and predict your cane movements, looking at things like the midline, how far your arc width deviates under certain environments, whether you're feeling confident or less confident, um, if you're in a familiar or unfamiliar route. And then we can sort of point out notable journeys to you. So for instance, if we see that your midline is deviating or your cane technique, your angle to the ground or your swiping motions um, have become a bit skewed, you know, over time we can say, wait a second, you know, we've built this database for you. We understand, you know, we've shown you how you're behaving and how you're moving. Maybe it's time to get a refresher course with a mobility trainer Um, or is everything okay, you know, is there something wrong with the environment that you've been to? Was the pavement bad, for instance? Like, what, 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 what was going on, basically? And that's something really exciting, because if you think of it, you're not just sort of opening it up to the individual user. You haven't just provided like a step counter um, plus. You've actually opened up a whole range of use cases in academia and research for mobility trainers who want to make sure that their trainees are doing okay, they're mobilizing. You know, you can use it to check how much time someone is, in, is mobilizing independently you know, which is a huge indicator of functional vision um, and how much you're actually partaking in activities of daily living. There are loads of, not just in mobility training, loads of researchers that are really interested in universities, academic bodies. If you think of University of Kentucky, University of Illinois, they have some great people there. Um, They're doing some amazing cutting edge research into visually impaired mobility. We all can be turned into a lab setting you know, used in research environments to assess mobility capacity of certain visual impairments. So yeah, definitely a very novel application for a cane like WeWalk. Let's talk a little bit about WeWalk. It's it's international in terms of the number of countries that it is used in. Do any of those cases differ depending upon where you are, what part of the world? I, I guess satellite might be one of the major areas, but does, does it operate the same no matter where you are? So the core features should operate the same. And again, as you said perfectly, it will depend on sort of your internet connectivity in the specific region as well as satellite. So if you're in the middle of this like Sahara Desert with absolutely no internet connection, no roads, then yeah, you might struggle slightly, of course. Uh, you know, WeWalk's obstacle detection will still work. You know, that's a feature that's always there. It's not a connected feature. But things like navigation, nearby stops that traditionally require some sort of internet connectivity, of course, will suffer. But, you know, if you're living in an urban environment, a countryside, sort of anywhere where you generally have decent reception, that's fine. Language, obviously, is another one for us. So we are always trying to create new language packs, depending on where we see a lot of WeWalk users. So right now we have, you know, over 30 different countries that we ship to. The majority of cases, we've got the language right. But some places, if we see that there's high enough demand, might want WeWalk translated into their own language. For instance, Arabic was was one that we we recently um, developed. So yeah, we've we've tried to mitigate that. Regarding uh, public transport, so we have 1,500 cities, over 1,500 cities uh, in our public transport database. Again, we're using Azure and they're really good with this. There will be some cases, like the odd case, 
where your specific city won't have public transit integration. Pretty rare, but if it does happen, then you could definitely write to us and we can try to figure out what's going on with that. We can give you an estimate for when we think that you know the Azure team will actually have that that data updated to their servers. Uh, but other than that, it should be smooth sailing. Now, if you have an iPhone or an Android device, uh, WeWalk should work with the more recent models. But how far back do you go until you begin to notice a, maybe a lag or maybe something not working as well as it might with a more recent uh, model? I mean, we haven't benchmarked every version of iOS running on older devices. In the majority of cases, WeWalk is a pretty, it's a pretty light app. You know, we're not doing anything hugely complex here. Uh, we tend to find that there are, if anything, there are more compatibility issues on Android sometimes, uh, where certain devices might not transmit audio to WeWalk. You know, we had this with the Huawei devices, but then we rectified that. It's one of those things where I would want to say that as long as your phone is relatively decently modern, so four years maybe, as long as you're not using like a Nokia brick phone, <laughs> which obviously won't work on that either. Right. Um, you, sh- you should be okay. But again, it's one of those cases where if you do get any bugs uh, with your experience, uh, we're usually pretty fixed. We're usually pretty fixed. Sorry, we're usually pretty quick um, to fix them. So literally just dropping us a line once you get your WeWalk, even during the induction session, because we know exactly what features you should be getting. So if you get it, we're running through the induction and we realize, oh, wait a second, your app's a bit slow or um, you know something isn't working quite right. Uh, then literally just a simple message to us. It could be a message to me even. It could be a message to our developer. You know, we're we're small. We we all see these messages. You know, we respond to everyone. Uh, we can usually get that fixed for you and sort it out. Again, sorry, sorry, it's a bit of a non-answer to say that there's no specific like it's not going to work on an iPhone six, for instance. Right. Uh, because we haven't really had that. It really is sort of pretty smooth sailing. Again, you might have the odd Android device, like the really odd Android device. But again, we're we're totally fast on fixing that. Now, people have requests for features that they'd like to see added or just uh, general communication. Uh, I'm assuming that you have an email address and maybe a database that you, you log all that information into. We do. So you can reach us um, at our WeWalk um, support email address. You can visit us on the web at our website. Um, again, I'm sure links will be down below. Um, or you can, you, know, you can even reach us personally. Um, I'll, I'll happily put my email out there. So my one is, again, I, we can link this. Can we link this? Hopefully we can. Oh, yeah, sure. Jean-Marc at wewalk.io. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're totally open to anyone just popping up to us, having a discussion. It doesn't have to be about buying a WeWalk. It could just be about, tell me more about this. Or do you guys want to collaborate on an exciting project? Uh, or what have you learned on this journey? You know, we're, we're, we're totally open to just chatting to our community. I'm assuming that you will be at the CSUN virtual event in March, although they haven't really come up with specifics that I've, that I've seen just yet. Uh, but you were there last year, so I'm hoping that you'll be there again this year. And that would that would really give a lot of people who normally might not be able to make CSUN uh, a chance to learn more about WeWalk and talk to you directly. Oh, yeah, we're looking forward to that for sure. I mean, we were actually <laughs> – that was the last event we, we did in person, to the best of my knowledge, uh, last March. Yeah, good times. We we definitely miss those days for sure. You should see us at every at every sort of large uh, event coming up. We're also really excited. We have another um, public showcase at the IMC, the International Mobility Conference. It was supposed to happen this June. It's been pushed to next April. Fingers crossed it actually still happens. Um, and we did uh, SOMA in Texas uh, just last week, actually, which was really great. So. If you have any questions for us, uh, or if you just want to join us, chances are we're going to be at the next big event near you. Now, we haven't talked yet about cost, so let's let's do that. It's not a freebie, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but no, but a lot, of, a lot of money goes into development and overall research. So let's talk about what the WeWalk Cane would cost. So if you were to buy this as a customer in the U.S., uh, we're shipping currently the WeWalk Special Edition, which has some very minor internal tweaks, as well as an Ambitech graphite cane. Uh, it is $600 um, to pad this ever so slightly that when we developed WeWalk, we definitely wanted to make sure we were as accessible as possible. Uh, as you said, we do have a substantial 
development and research costs. We're not just making a cane with an ultrasonic sensor. You know, we're continuously providing free software updates um, on your device. So WeWalk today is not going to be the same as WeWalk two months down the line in terms of software-wise. And of course, um, this all changes based on region, um, based on the distributors we work with, based on the organizations that we work with. Uh, So we will do every effort, basically. Think of that as a starting point. We will do every effort to work with local organizations, councils, governments, even individuals, uh, to try to make WeWalk as accessible price-wise as possible. And what about upgrades and updates? Are those... uh cost as well or are those free no so if once once we put out an app update to your WeWalk device it's a free update the firmware update which increases your compass's efficiency um again it's it's a hardware well the hardware is the same but think of it as a hardware software update to your WeWalk device it's free uh, the app itself as i said is free to download so it's not even that the updates are free the actual entire app itself the whole navigation experience uh the exploration mode you know that's free so you can download that try it out you know, get a get all those lifetime free updates with um, on your smartphone. It's great. Now, I'm assuming the the uh, software updates to the cane you would just send directly to the cane. But what about the firmware and the hardware? Do those have to be yeah. sent back in, or do they also can they be sent to the cane? No, no, they can also be sent to the cane. So the the firmware update that we've just pushed out is an over the air update. You just turn on your cane, turn on your phone, uh, connect the two, and you're good to go. It'll it'll tell you, hey, you've got a firmware update, and um, Give it a few minutes. You'll have a progress bar letting you know how you're doing, and then that's it. So other than uh, sending something in for repair, you shouldn't have to send it back in at all for any type of uh, upgrade or update then. Yeah, that, that, that's it. That really is it. Um, again, it's, it's one of the benefits of sort of starting out with this you know, software-hardware combination. Um, it allows you the flexibility to, to do stuff like this. So we're, we're very pleased with the approach here. Let's go through uh, quickly again contact information for people in the event that, that they'd like to ask you questions or, or talk about purchasing McCain. And is it easier to just email you or can they do all of that from the website as well? So multiple ways. Um, you could jump to our website. We've got our support page. Uh, we have a chat there so you can chat with us that way. Even in the WeWalk app, if you were to download the app, open it up, you'll see a contact us button. Uh, you can also grab our email, again, all linked below. Um, so several different ways, really. Just in general terms, the, the website itself is wewalk.io, and that has a lot of interesting information on it as well. So that's that's another exactly. good way to do it for you. That's That should be actually sort of, if you want to get a quick, brief overview of WeWalk, get our support email, do all that, wewalk, yep, www.wewalk.io. Is a place to go. We've actually just overhauled our entire website as well. So we've got more information. We've got info on the new app as well, links to download the app. We've got our news. So we actually send out uh, a few times a month our W News week, uh, our, our newscast essentially, um, which gives you updates on what's happening in the visually impaired community. It even has a, we just started this recently. Today was the first recording, talking through the news as to what's happening in WeWalk, what's happening in our visually impaired communities. So you can get that on the website as well. And you can even check out our user guides. So we have our whole user guides, product videos, all that's on the website. And of course, if you have any other questions after that, just feel free to drop us a line. Thank you again, John Mark, for, for appearing with us on Tech Talk and, and telling us all about this wonderful WeWalk cane. And uh, this is just the basically the introduction. And as new things come along down the line, we'll have you come back and talk about those as well. And uh, we hope you get a lot of people ordering from WeWalk here in the near future. Thanks for having me, John. Honestly, it was great to be here. Glad that I got a chance to discuss over the basics of WeWalk. Uh, but um, hopefully you've seen that this is a bit of a Pandora's box. So we're, you know, this is the beginning of a lot of other things. So do get in touch with us. Um, ask us anything you'd like to ask us. You know, we're always open to having chats about visual impairment and tech. And thanks again for having me. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. I want to show you what the cane sounds like, but I first want to talk a little bit about the website, wewalk.io. You can get around the website. You can get where you need to be. Uh, there are a few problems that could be improved upon, such as some of the labeling on the website. One of the nice things that you might look for right at the top of the screen is uh, information about the cane, and it says Buy Now button. Well, when you press Enter on the Buy Now button or double tap it if you're on the phone, 
you'll get a lot of good specs and information about that cane. So in the event that you're looking for specific information, that's where it is. I never did find the actual tutorial on the cane with regard to the website, but it is on the app. Uh, A lot of good information on the app as well. And uh, that leads us into the podcast that I want to play a segment from. Nick Zamorelli did a great podcast all about the We Walk Cane. He We Walks you right through the app itself for your phone and then demonstrates the We Walk Cane. And I'll play just the segment dealing with the navigation just so you get an idea of what it sounds like. This podcast was distributed on Jonathan Mosin's Mosin at Large podcast. It was number 76, and we'll provide the link to that podcast in the show notes so that you'll have all of that information, along with the contact information for Jean-Marc as well as WeWalk. So here's Nick Zamorelli and uh, that little segment dealing with navigation on the WeWalk cane from Mosin at Large, number 76. One of the things that I want to show you before I actually navigate back home is the where am I feature. This is very handy. Now, there's a couple of different ways you can access this. One is through the phone itself. And since I'm holding my phone in my hand, and my current location, 140 Princeton Avenue, Coventry, Rhode Island, 02816, okay, so USA. My location, and it actually gives it to me. But I could actually ask it. If I'm not sure, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I took a walk and I got a little bit off kilter and I just wasn't sure where I was at. And my phone was in my pocket and I had to ask WeWalk where I was. And the way you do that is by double tapping the touch screen and holding it and asking your question and then it will come back and tell you. So let's try that. Where am I? Your current location is 140 Princeton Avenue, Coventry, Rhode Island, 02816, USA. Okay, so that response came through the phone. It's supposed to come through the WeWalk because, in theory, your phone should likely be in your pocket. So, again, something they need to work on. You may have noticed that when I double-tapped the touchscreen on the WeWalk, there were two ascending notes, octave Gs. And then when I released my thumb from the touchscreen descending octave g's nearby stops button nearby navigation stops. Button. navigation okay i'm going to navigate i have double tap navigate up location search search for a place my saved locations and i've got some saved locations 11 wesleyan here. avenue coventry 11 wesleyan and avenue coventry rhode island 02816 usa 472 feet enlist double tap navigate up button not location search Search for a place. My saved location. Right, see what it gives. 11 Wesleyan Avenue, Coventry. 11 Wesleyan Avenue. Delete location. Okay, that's what I want. 11 Wesleyan Avenue, Coventry. Calculating route. Target is 469 feet away at 12 o'clock. Head your 12 o'clock on for right. 510 feet. So I'm going to just walk along here. I'm actually in the street. But as you can hear, it's a very quiet neighborhood. I'm walking against the traffic which is what one is supposed to do when one is in the street. Enter 12 o'clock on for 370 for 17% completed. Okay, it's told me to head in the direction of 12 o'clock, about 370 feet away. It's 70, 17% complete. So we just keep walking. Keep walking along. And making our way... This is downhill as I go away and uphill as I return home. So I guess getting home is a truly worthwhile experience. And in a moment here, I suspect I'll be getting another prompt. Unfortunately, most of the prompts you're hearing are from my galaxy, not from the WeWalk itself. And that is not the way that it is. Enter 2 o'clock on for 300 feet, 39% completed. Okay. Head your 2 o'clock, it says. 
39% complete. So I will now keep on going. And I've got the um, the phone to let me know what's going on every, uh, I think it's X number of feet. Unfortunately, I've forgotten exactly what I sent that to. But that's okay. Continuing to walk. I'll get another alert here soon. And I've just received a, I've stopped because I've just received a uh, haptic notification telling me that an object is near and that I need to take a little action to avoid it. So I'm going to cross the street at this point because Header one o'clock on for 160 68% completed. My home is very close. It'll be on my right. It is 68% complete. And the journey continues. Brief haptic feedback there. And we see where we are, we are in fact getting close. The destination will be on your right in 110 feet. The destination will be on your right in 110 feet. And we'll just keep on walking here. And soon it will tell me that I've arrived. Sorry? I'm for a walk. I'm actually doing a... You're being recorded right now. You've reached the destination. No, it's okay. I'm doing a demonstration... Uh, of a smart cane, uh, technology for the blind. I'm doing this demonstration for a podcast that I listen to. Uh, doing my best. <laughs> Good to see you, Claire. I will do that. That is a lovely neighbor of mine. She's been in this neighborhood a lot longer than I have, and we were here... 19 years as of last Monday. This is uh, being recorded on Saturday, the 26th of September. I am getting very close to an object. I could sense it. And the haptics of the cane have also sensed it. It is, I believe, my son-in-law's car. So I'm going to step up onto the sidewalk. And I should receive... In fact, I think I did receive the notification while I was speaking with Claire, and I'm guided along with my front grass line, and I believe this is my driveway. Let's just see where we are. I should receive a haptic. There it is. There is a haptic Time. notification. 1640. And Battery. this is in fact my wife's car. And so, I'm going to, I went to the right, following the grass line as I did before, getting to the brick, making the right turn onto the path, and taking two steps up, and walking into my breezeway. And so, that is our little adventure. With We Walk, it's vibrating like crazy, as you can probably hear, because it's sensing the door right in front of me. And so now I'm going to, instead of disconnecting from We Walk, I'm just going to press the power button, and you'll hear it disconnect, and you'll also hear the closing noise. Connecting to We Walk. And I have arrived safely back in the comfort and confines of my basement, from whence this great adventure began. A couple of uh, impressions to wrap things up. I think they really have something here with this WeWalk Smart Cane. Obviously, there are glitches to be worked out. There are more experienced people, certainly with this device, from Turkey, where it originates, who could have done this, probably more successful than I could have. But I really wanted you to experience the perspective of it from just a, a general consumer. But I really do think that they have something here. They are very smart in their design. Again, they're very frequent in their updates. 
They're also very smart when it comes to reminding you that you must have excellent cane technique to protect your lower body. Um, this is not a substitute. All the tech in this cane is not a substitute for that. So they have great things happening with this. Obviously, it is the first edition. Of course, they did come out with the WeWalk Special Edition, the WeWalk SE, but really, it's the first edition. Uh, I got my first WeWalk just over a year ago, and so th- there's a lot of work to be done, but uh, the folks at WeWalk are to be congratulated for their efforts thus far, and I have no question but that those efforts are going to continue. I'd like to conclude by giving you some contact information. If you would like more information on the WeWalk or to speak with any of those good folks of Alkin Baskin and other folks at WeWalk, uh, you can email info, info at uh, wewalk.io. That's info at wewalk.io. If you have any questions for me specifically, you can feel free to send me an email at nzam1 at gmail.com. That's November Zulu Alpha, Mike Mike, the number one at gmail.com. Sorry about that, Nikki. We're chopped off at the dot com. Didn't mean to do that. In quickly wrapping up here, this is a, a oh, that's Nick calling me back now. Uh, this is a very intriguing piece of technology. And I hope that you will take a look at more of the details in the podcast. It's not for everybody. Uh, price-wise, it can't be for everybody. It, you know, but but uh, $600 is $600 with regard to costing development and research. And it's really not too bad in terms of an overall price uh, when you look at what, what's in the cane. Now, whether everybody's going to want to use it or not, you know, that's to be determined. But I think that we walk should be congratulated on the, uh, the really the very first of the technology canes. There are other companies around doing wearables uh, that don't even have you use a cane. It's just uh, you wear a piece of technology and you get the uh, GPS technology and and navigation without the cane. I'm not so sure that's as safe, but, you know, we'll see. But it's good that there's competition in the marketplace. I think it's a very intriguing piece of technology. So that's WeWalk, and you can visit their website at wewalk.io. And as I mentioned to to Jean-Marc, when they have additional things coming our way with regard to updates that they want to promote, I'm sure we'll have them back on Tech Talk in the near future. Now, let's get back to the remainder of Tech Talk with Larry and Bob. And we are back. I uh, don't know that I can answer... In fact, I'm sure I can't answer any questions because uh, I'm learning as a, as you are by listening to this. Uh, John is still working, so he can't either. But I do see one hand up. And so we can quickly see what Jerry Hogan would like. And then we'll throw it back to Bob. Alan, can I, can, can I ask something real quick? I know, you're probably not going to know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Sure. Did, did, I assume this device uh, or the handle, you know, that, that screws onto your cane has to be charged somehow. I mean, it, it's got to use juice somehow. Did he mention anything about that? Because I missed it if he did. Uh, I assume you got to plug it into uh, like a wire or something and charge that's, it up. That's my guess as well, because it does okay. have to charge. Okay. Um, right, he okay. didn't go into the specifics and some of that information may be on the website, but I'm sure you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to the website and poke around. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, I don't have answers to all those questions. As I said, I'm learning just like you are by listening to this as well. And, uh, so for more information, the release notes about the WeWalk cane, they're already in the release. If you belong to the tech talk list, you've seen the release that Alan put up, uh, not too terribly long ago. And perhaps more specific information can be derived from that. You can also email the, the WeWalk company as well and ask those questions. Um, Bob Acosta, what's happening next week? Uh, Before I do that, I want to commend John Gassman for an outstanding interview. He really pulled out a lot of information, and the guy kept saying good questions, good questions. And they were. We had a great interviewer on that. So commendations here. 
Next week, we have Denise Russell, Speak to Me Catalog, um, to talk about the holidays and products that she will offer. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. And thank you all for being with us. I hope you all had a very happy Thanksgiving and that you'll be with us next week when Denise will be with us. And she will be here live, unless she decides to move to Turkey or London. But in any event, she will be with us next week. She'll be able to answer questions about the things that she offers in her Speak to Me catalogs. Thank you for being with us. Join us next week on Tech Talk.